messages but have been sources penetrating sucking aliens have you ever had an Introducing the Psychic Guys. Where real practitioners grab the woo-woo by its cute little devil horns and squeeze out a sense-making smoothie of scintillating sagacity. Coming to you from the frontiers of the mysterious, we don't just talk about it, we do it. And then we talk about it. Hello and welcome to the first Psychic Guys special. Tonight, your hosts, David and Josh, are joined by special guest CJ. CJ has been a podcaster for seven years, so you might already know him from the Mystery Stone podcast, Philosopher Talk, or Infinite Rabbit Hole, where he covers the unknown, the spiritual, the esoteric, and philosophy. He's practiced magic and the occult before now, but only recently heard about remote viewing, so today he's going to give it a try for the first time, and you all get to come along for the ride. So, welcome, CJ. Okay, thanks for inviting me on. It's awesome. So, first up, can you tell us what you know about remote viewing already? Um, not a whole lot. So we did do an episode on Infinite Rabbit Hole uh, for MK Ultra, and pretty much everything I know about it comes from that research. And I'm under the impression you were supposed to give me LSD before we do this. So I'm How a little do you know put we out right now. Uh, <laughs> it's a little far, and I may or may not be familiar with hallucinations. Um, so, but. Uh, but no, uh, so I don't really know tons about it, uh, other than what uh, uh, Josh uh, explained to me when he came on the Philosopher Talk, and uh, I'm actually really interested to do this. I'm very, I'm very open to this sort of oh, thing. So awesome. So go ahead, Josh. Uh, one one of the first things that I, I didn't really discuss in our interview, uh, a lot of people talk about remote viewing as like a sort of as as the action of doing like a psychic gathering of impressions on the target. But uh, one of the core things that makes remote viewing remote viewing is it's actually a protocol for testing psychic phenomena under quiet conditions. So what we'll end up doing um, before uh, in a little bit is we'll be giving you what's called a TRM, just a target reference number. And that's all we'll give you. You'll attempt to gather different sensory impressions of the target, and we'll talk about ways to do that. But ultimately, you'll jot down all of your notes, essentially. And once you're done, we will show you an image that's associated with those numbers. And that in and of itself, the uh, being blind to the target, trying to gather impressions, then receiving feedback, that is the remote viewing protocol. Hmm. Dave, we can't hear you. Here we go. Okay, try now. Sweet. Okay. Yep. Sweet. So yep. there's there's one more step in there that it's a deliberately chosen target because people quite often say like, oh, I had a dream and then it came true. Did I do remote viewing? No, you did not. Right? Because with remote viewing, as there's, I mean, it's almost always pre-selected, but there's a specific thing. So when you get your feedback, when you find out what the target was, you know whether you were right or wrong. You don't just go out there and perceive whatever you want to perceive and then see if it matches up to any old random junk, right? This, as Josh said, this is a like a laboratory protocol um, for people in the, the US military program proving this was real. And the, the, the TRN, the target reference number, 
is is random, right? There's no information in there at all. You can't decrypt it. The numbers don't mean anything. This process works without the numbers, right? We don't. We often just don't use them, but they're great for two things. They're good for admin because when you do like hundreds of these things, you need to match up what you wrote down with the feedback document that you'll receive, right? So they both got the same number on them. And the other thing that they're great for is they give your uh, your left brain, your analytical mind, they give it something to do because, you know, you're familiar with this left brain, right brain idea, right? Um, so the left mm -hmm. brain does like language yeah. and numbers and it's very linear and it does linear time and it is not psychic. It can't do remote viewing at all, right? The left brain also contains ego, which really wants to think that it can do remote viewing. So what, what tends to happen is people give this a try and they have a couple of really good results. And then the ego comes in and is like, wow, I'm amazing. I can do this. And then the whole thing goes completely to shit. And it takes a while for the results to come back up again. Um, you can, if you look in the Stargate archives, which you can find on the CIA reading room website, if you want to put yourself through that ordeal, there's a, like a graph they drew where it's kind of beginner's luck and it's just plummets. And then you've got to slowly work it back up. But because this is your first time, right, CJ? So you're going to have beginner's luck, and it's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 cool. Uh, kind of looking forward to beginner's luck. Everybody <laughs> likes success, you know. Um, fortunately, though, I have uh, spent a lot of time working on separation of the ego and really creating a boundary between the analytical mind and the emotional ego, and and understanding and operating under pretenses of what the ego tries to do. And understanding it so maybe i'll have a little bit of a uh a better time yeah. with that crash well, if, if uh if if it does start rearing its head which i guess it might you'll perhaps be better able to recognize it right but the initial one it's just it's super simple we're going to give you plenty of tips of how to do it but all remote viewing methods are basically just like a question answer thing to your to your right brain okay so did you have a question okay yeah so is this sort of like, uh, have you ever seen yeah. the movie John Wick? Is this like when he goes down in that car, uh, club to, to see Papo, whatever his name is, um, and they hold the card up and they're like, what's on the other side of the card? And he, like, he tells them what's on the card and they let him pass. And then Shia LaBeouf is like, it's a duck. And he's like, no, it gets thrown out. Like, well, I don't know. I that, don't know whether you have to be, be uh, get into the club. Zenner card testing, which is a another phenomenon that's used to, test ideas of psi and esp in that case it's usually about a set of five cards they have different shapes and then you basically play pick the card and see how many times and if you get above i believe 33 percent you're above chance yeah 20 20 percent if there's five cards you should get 20 percent right by chance mm -hmm. right because it could always you always got a one in five chance to get it right it's um if anybody's seen ghostbusters which why haven't you seen Ghostbusters? If you haven't, at the beginning, he's done an experiment and he's like getting them to guess the cards and then he gives them an electric shock if they get it wrong. Um, we're going to be doing that tonight, CJ, so I hope you're ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, what you yeah. had me connect to myself. Oh. Yeah, don't worry, it's not fatal the first couple of times. So, <laughs> Why is it down my pants, though? Yeah, yeah. This is how you become a psychic. <laughs> <laughs> so we're off to a good start. The what we were saying about left brain and right brain, right? You don't need to be in a trance state. You don't need to be 
in any kind of exalted, you don't need to do a meditation, right? The, the alpha brainwave state, which is anybody who's sat down on the sofa and watched TV after a hard day will appreciate the alpha brainwave state, right? It's just chilled out. You're not actively engaged in anything. Um, the one you want to avoid is the beta brainwave state, which is the state which you do Excel spreadsheets and scheduling and all that busy mental work. So as long as you're not there, that's, that's fine, right? It's just relaxed. Um, for anybody who practices this and ends up doing longer sessions, you'll find yourself feeling a bit weird. Like you naturally end up getting into a slight altered state just by sitting here doing this process for a long time. But you know, we're going to do this for a couple of minutes, just for just to fun to kick the tires on this. Um, which is which is another point actually. Before we get started, our listeners at home, you can play along with this too, right? You just need a pen and some paper. And for anybody listening on the podcast, I'm going to describe the feedback that CJ gets, so you'll be able to you'll be able to check your work and see how you did, and let us know if you have a hit. So am I supposed to like write down words or draw pictures? What All am I supposed of the to above, do? right? So a great way to get started is to oh. ask yourself questions about the physical senses. So what color is it? What's What texture does it have? What does it smell like? What's the temperature? Try not to ask binary questions, like not, is it light or dark? Is it dead or alive? Because then it kind of engages the intellectual mind a bit, and it, for some reason it just makes us a bit more... Uh, we think about th think about it more rather than just allowing it to flow. If you if you think of yourself as like a big psychic pipe, right, and you want the data to just come down the pipe and go straight onto your page, so whatever you get, even if it's seemingly irrelevant, just write it down. If you see an image, sketch it, right? Um, whatever you're getting, say it out loud. So you could ask yourself, what color is it? Oh, it's it's orange. It's bright. What texture is it? Mm, it's sort of like fluffy and furry and then your mind will probably say it's a tiger and you'll be wrong right so josh josh is josh is going to talk about <laughs> describing and not naming right because that's a big rule is to use adjectives and not nouns and your analytical mind will come up with nouns in this like pattern matching okay. thing where it will give you a picture or a, an idea of something which is kind of like what's at the target but it will almost always be wrong right so uh josh has the, uh, the the inside scoop on what we call analytical overlay in the trade, but is is just basically nouns. So, Josh, do you want to take take that one away? So, uh, kind of like how we talked about in our interview, when you're getting this data, just go with the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, I know that I, I know that we just said watch out for nouns, things of that nature. They can color the nature of your data, but if as you're going through you do have something come up where you're like, oh, it's totally this thing. Just take a second, still write it down, uh, and just ask yourself, why is it this? What about the target reminds me of this? Because the subconscious mind, like in a Jungian psycho psychology sense, it works on symbols. So it might not be telling you, oh, the target is this thing. It, it might just be giving you a symbolic association of what that might be. Okay. Oh, yeah. Dave, Let me find an example. Again. It's just my nature. Um, to to <laughs> um, well, show people watching on YouTube and uh, give an example for people listening of describing, not naming, because I, I find a, a like a real world example helps kind of make make the point clear. 
Um, let me go find a strange object. All right, Dave, Dave you're right there. He just oh, has random strange, strange objects. So many. Right, here we go. So I have a light bulb. This is from a lava lamp, but that's not relevant. Okay, so it's not a light bulb, right? It makes a, a kind of tingy noise. It's it's reflective. It's pale gray. It's shiny. It's metallic. It's black, right? These are all colors and descriptors. It's brittle. It's hard. Inside, there's like a vacuum, which... That's kind of, you, you might not be able to pick up things like vacuum and stuff when you first get going, but that's another example of a descriptor, right? So we wouldn't say light bulb. You know, you could say hard and brittle and reflective and mm -hmm. bright and lightweight and thin and man-made instead of glass or bulb or something. Does that, does that make sense? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I'm also mad that you just disenchanted uh, lava <laughs> lamps for me. It's like telling me there's no Santa Claus. You In mean the, there's no lava? Yeah, yeah there is. The, the bulb just lights it up. In the Marine Corps, uh, one, one of the things they'll give you when you're out in the field is these packaged lunches, basically called meals ready to eat. And one of the funny things about them, mm. I don't know if it was just some obscure... I've eaten them. They're gross. Yeah. I, there's some obscure reason. I'm not sure. But, like, some items in the menu, they can't refer to them by, like, their brand name. So when if the MRE came with candy and we got it, and it was M&M's. They were specifically described as pan-coated chocolate discs. It's kind of like that, where it's like just the raw descriptors okay. of the thing. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to eat those. I, I've eaten them for fun, and it wasn't Some are fun. better than others. You just got to get the right package. Did you do that as a, a podcast YouTube thing or in the privacy of your own home? No, just... No, just out of curiosity, they were. At, I was at an Army Navy uh, surplus store, and they were there. And I was just like, "Yeah, I guess you found out why those ones were the these. surplus ones." I had, oh well, yeah, no, I had the stroganoff one. I think is what it was, and like a pizza Whoa. one was not good. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. No, no, they weren't. Cool. Well, look. Without further ado, should we do some remote viewing? Okay. Uh, so sure. Um, we, I have a few different targets for you, so we'll. Just do one at a time. Um, so I, I will read the number for you. It's an eight-digit number. If you write that down, and then you need to generate like an instant in time when it's your intention, now I'm going to get data. So traditionally, people just say the word target, or you can poke the page with your pen or something. You don't have to do any special magical thing, right? It's just a matter of intent. Okay. And you know, like... People say, oh, I, I, I got to quiet my mind to do remote viewing and then worry, well, I haven't done 20 years of Zen meditation. However, how am I supposed to quiet my mind? Everybody can quiet their mind for one second, right? And that's all you need. You don't need this long sustained period. What color is it? And then you shut up, listen for one second. And that's, if you don't get anything, just move on, right? Because if you leave a big gap, the left brain will start making stuff up because there's supposed to be an answer, right? Maybe, maybe there isn't, right? If I give you a cartoon mm -hmm. character as a target, and none of these are cartoon characters, right? I'm going to give you real things. But just in as, as an example, if I give you a cartoon character and you ask, uh, what temperature is it? Well, it doesn't have a temperature. It doesn't exist, right? So you'll, you'll just get nothing. So you get, if you get nothing, okay. nothing is an answer to. Um, we just want to keep moving quickly because if you go slow and leave big gaps, left brain or lefty will start making stuff up. Um, so 
within half okay. a second. Do you want me to read questions for you? Like what color, what <laughs> texture and stuff? Or do you just want to do it? <laughs> yeah, probably, it would probably be good to like uh, give me some lead questions, at least until, you know, for uh, one or two of them here until I kind of get like the feel sure, okay. of what I'm doing. Um, all right, everything you get, just as you're writing it down, just say it out loud so that people who are listening can keep up with what's going on. Um, uh, so we can too. Uh, that's okay. from uh, how, how remote viewing is traditionally taught as well as some kind of theory about you know the flowing through the big imaginary tube um uh, all right you ready cool yeah here we go then right your first target yeah. is one seven eight eight dash seven seven four zero yeah did you get anything straight away all right what, what no. are the main colors of the target like really quick first thing that comes into your head yellow are there any other colors of the target green uh, okay. That's all what I about got. Texture. You can stick your hand out and like feel it. You know, uh, remote view like Italians speak. Uh, smooth. Cool. Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Just put your hand out. Can you feel the <laughs> texture? If you, um, you can do the same for temperature. Like stick your hand uh, into the target. See if you can feel the temperature. You said temperature. Okay. Warm, I got green. warm. Write it down. Right away. So they mm -hmm. smooth and warm. Okay. What about uh, smell? Can you smell anything? No, but I got like medium sized. Okay. Size is like medium. Uh, um, smell. No, I got cool. nothing on smell. Can you hear any sounds? No. What about motion? And again, you can stick your hand out to grab like an imaginary handle on the target and see if your hand wants to move to feel if there's any primary sense of motion at the target. I feel like it moves, but not mm -hmm. quickly, if that makes sense. Does it have a feeling of density or mass to it? Kind mm -hmm. of soft. All right, so okay. here's another exercise to do. So we'll just take a little break from the remote viewing. Don't worry, you can break as much as okay. you want, as often as you want. Um, there isn't a magic spell that's going to be broken. We can dip in and out. So here's a thought experiment for All everyone. Right. Imagine you are in like a big, long, white, featureless hallway walking along and there's a door at the end and you have like, you've just woken up out of a coma. You have no idea where you are or what's on the other side of the door. And you open the door and you're in the Swiss Alps and there's like beautiful mountains and ski lifts and Swiss people and chalets and this huge space and you're way up in the air and it's just this incredible vista. Can you imagine like how that experience is going to impact on you? You're going to have kind of an emotional feeling, aesthetic response to it that comes all at once, right? Do, does that make sense? So you can ask yourself the yeah. question, well, how would I feel if I was there at the target site right now? And then just like what color is it? Make a space for the answer, but pay attention to your body. You're feeling like the whole system and just see what you get. Could be emotion. Could be like this is boring. I want to go home. Hopefully, this isn't too boring. But <laughs> no, no, no. This is cool. I like this. So, do do I get to see what it yeah, was? Yeah, when yeah, we're yeah. All Absolutely. Done, no, we'll show, you, we we'll show you the end. We record everything. Okay. And then draw a line under it, and then you get feedback, and you can go through and be like, "Oh, that was right. That was wrong." Okay. Da da da. And that that's kind of how we train and improve. Okay. All right. So, are we moving to the yeah, next so one? So, did then, you? Or? If I was at the target now, how would I react? Did you give that a try? Oh, if I was with yeah, the target yeah. Just now, if you open how that would I door, react? Boom, you're at the target. Um, what does it feel like to you? Do you have, I mean, you would have a personal reaction to being, you know, there's some places we like, some places we don't. 
I kind of I kind of mm-hmm. feel like it would be interesting. I feel like curious about it. Sweet, right? Well, let's try one last thing, and then we'll do feedback. So you you can close your eyes for this okay. if you'd like to. Um, you could just look at a blank point on the page or a blank bit of wall, uh, and just ask yourself, "What do I see?" Um, if it's a remote viewing visual, it's not going to look like an identifiable full color image. Should come pretty quick. You might see swirly shapes or something. Sketch it all down. Don't be judgmental. It's it's kind of like sort of round. Like the edges are like maybe furry, like almost like a mm-hmm. almost bush like. Are you sketching that one down? I'm not really sketching. Okay. I'm, I'm writing. Words. I mean, if you if you saw an image in your mind's eye. Just try and do a quick sketch of it. Like, we're not expecting anything like photorealism here. If you see something in your head that's like a full color thing where you can identify everything, it's probably your imagination at this stage, right? So, no, I couldn't. I couldn't see like any like. There was nothing mm-hmm. like a detail, right? It was almost like it, like I wear glasses. I don't know if you guys wear glasses, yeah. but it's like if you mm-hmm. take your glasses yeah, yeah. off, that's it. Well, that sounds know, that legit. Sort of thing. Um, at this stage, the visuals you'd expect are like a, a fuzzy black and white photo negative. So they'll appear in like a gray or a blue gray, being grainy around the edges. Um, often your perspective is in a dumb place at first as well. Like you'll be upside down or on the floor or inside the thing, or you'll be looking for a weird place. So you just got to kind of mm-hmm. gently keep training the, the system over time to get things to sort themselves out. Sweet. Okay. Well. Would you like to try just a quick That's subconscious true. doodle either way? See what what comes out of it. Did doodle. you say a subconscious noodle? Like just scribble away and tease out whatever image comes to mind as you go. Okay. I mean, I kind of drew a little bit, but like, like I said, like, it's not really something that like, like what I saw in my head, it wasn't like detail oriented. It was like a very, very basic polygon shape almost. Like it wasn't... Um, Nothing discernible. Like I couldn't tell you if it was an animal or a bush yeah. or, you know. No, I, no. I mean, I we, don't, tell you we want to was. describe, not name, right? So that's absolutely fine and great. Yeah. Um, you you shouldn't expect starting out to be able to say what it is. And remember, like the the remote viewer is supposed to be blind. So if you draw exactly what it is straight out the gate, you're not blind anymore, and you got to stop. <laughs> well, that's one opinion anyway. Right. So okay. It's all good. You did you the visuals. Man, I remember I, I did a training target once, oh, and it was an oil tanker oh, oh, that had run aground, oh, and it was like a big pollution disaster. And uh, you know those big ships, they have like a, a ladder that goes up from the deck over the edge and down the outside, like an escape ladder. And I drew like just the top bit of the ladder where it goes like that. And that was it. That was all I saw. And there's this huge, massive, giant ship in the ocean, and oil spill, all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, here's two rungs of a ladder. And that... So yeah, don't, don't don't expect visual miracles. Mm. All right, um, can you can you show us? No, oh, okay. We lost uh, Josh. It's a common occurrence. He'll be back. We just need to ha- we just need to have faith. Okay. Um, can you show us your page? Can you hold up to the camera? Um, cool. Oh uh, yeah. The, you see the sketch? Okay. Cool. Sweet. Right. Are you ready to get feedback? Sure. All right. Here we go. Look, see, Josh is back. Said so just faith. All right, ready? We're doing feedback now, Josh. Here we go. (laughs) Excellent. So here is the target for for listeners. This is a a geyser that's like in the process of erupting. So the water is like mid-explosion out of the floor. 
So there's a, a circular wavy pattern of water. No it's a very vivid blue in this image. And then above it, the water's starting to fragment. And it does look rather like a bush, I gotta say. Um, so Yeah, and I got the mm -hmm. the warm and feeling. Smooth. And it's not fully it's not fully erupted. So it's like me and look at the trees in the background yeah. are yellow and green. I mean the the main thing we're looking at here is blue. But <laughs> And it's interesting is I, I've always wanted mm -hmm. to see a geyser. So like that whole like interesting, oh, yeah. curious. I did this target with some people. I was showing this the other day. And uh, one person got a brilliant reaction, like personal reaction to it. And they were like, I feel this is really dangerous. I wouldn't want to be here. I, I need to kind of get further away, which is true, right? If you were, if you were really close to that, you could die horribly. Uh, see, I got, I got some <laughs> of that curiosity in me. I, I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to be like up close and personal yeah. with it, but you know, so it's interesting. What did you think of your first remote viewing experience? How did you find it? Uh, I have, yeah, that's, that's wild. Like I, I feel like I got more of the background than I did of the mm -hmm. main object. Um, but, uh, like I got the general shape of the main object, you know, like f fuzzy edges and round kind of bush, like almost. And, so I got that, but yeah. oh, that's wild. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Did you think it was going to be more complicated than that? Like, so. oh, I thought I thought I was going to get it completely <laughs> and utterly wrong. Like it was like going to be like Barney or something. <laughs> and like, uh... <laughs> yeah, right. some... do another one. The, ahead, there's Josh. something about those targets where, like, if I'm in the middle of the session and I'm like, I have no idea what the hell I'm describing right now. Those are almost always. The ones where I hand it off to a task and they're like, oh, yeah, this is really on target. Here, do something about this. Blah, blah, blah. It's a good feeling. Soft times. <laughs> Paradoxically so. Oh, that was cool. That was, that was cool. I, I could see why people could, like, uh, attach to this sort of practice very easily. You know, I could, I could see how somebody get very interested in this very quickly. I mean, it is really interesting. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, it does go quite some way beyond what color is it. Right, but as um, the body mm -hmm. is the part of us that the subconscious mind and the conscious mind can both speak like bi-directionally to, it's like a, a bridge. So if you're looking for sensory perceptions or body feelings or emotions or that kind of thing, that stuff can be really clear. And then <laughs> later on you learn, you know, abstract kind of data that is more like thoughts and ideas and stuff which comes up after the the colors and sights and sounds and smells and all that and then you get onto abstract conceptual kind of stuff about the target and take it from there so right josh do you have anything you want to add or should we should we just get on and do another one uh for for this next one after you gather your data i, I want you to try and take those words you've written down and almost like a, I don't know how to describe this very well but like try to put them where you feel like they would be out of the target like if you feel a temperature at a certain spot try moving it like oh on I see an, like on, on the other the, side on the picture yeah yeah so draw, draw the picture and then oh, try okay, and okay, try okay. To label gotcha. it with your words oh it's like like the, the different descriptions I see I sketch the picture and then kind of like put yeah, the words where you okay. can totally write down the gotcha, words gotcha, and stuff gotcha. first and then just do it again over the picture but I've been trying this yeah, out with yeah. a couple of people. I've been coaching. Yeah, recently. yeah. Let's let's do that as yeah. just like baby steps, you know, right? For sure. So, do you want me to ask the questions this time, or do you want to talk us through 
What's going on? Yeah, let's let's do one more with you All asking right. the questions. Okay, you ready? Cool. Yeah. You got a fresh sheet of paper. Remove your kills. Kills. Oh, oh I yeah. need a just whole get a, set. No, I, I got a fresh I piece of paper. And you want plenty of space. You don't want the other stuff oh, okay. on there. Remote viewing uses so much paper. Gotcha. Some, uh, you can use a tablet <laughs> as well. Some people use tablets. Like, uh, there's nothing too special about it. Gotcha. Right. If in doubt, use sheet of paper. So the next target is 8952-0398. Okay. So what colors? We got red and like... I don't know how to describe that. It's almost mm -hmm. like a gray-blue. Just right, gray-blue, that's fine. I mean, I don't know what else I would call gray-blue than gray-blue, right? Any okay. other colors? Right. Um, mm -hmm. A yellow again. What about textures? Okay. You'll put your hand out, you know? That's like 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 mm -hmm. rougher this time. Not not smooth like water. Like This is like a rougher, almost okay. gravelly. What about smells? You smell anything here? Um, dirt, like dusty dirt. What about the temperature? It's warm, but it's not crazy mm -hmm. hot. Right. Can you hear any sounds? Wind. Okay. Can you describe the shape? So this could be like visually, or if you put your hand out and hold it like relatively high up like this, and then, right, there's okay. no target there, so we're going to, like, drop it down, and at some point, you're going to meet the target, and you'll feel the air change texture, and then you can take your finger and actually trace the shapes. Oh, yeah. Right? So, explore that for a moment. It's See what you get. A sort of box-like kind of square. Maybe not a complete square, like, almost a perfect Ooh. square. Try going quite. side to side. So, like, trace it along, get a... A contour over the top of the whole thing. It's like like a curve. Not quite. Like a curve into an angle. If you were there at the target site now, how would you react? Just you personally. Like how do you feel about it? I I, I like normal. Like nothing overly interesting, like just kind of just regular day to day, like, oh, this <laughs> is where I am. You know, I'm a delivery driver. I get a lot of that, but <laughs> just the world has nothing to interest you anymore. You've seen it all. No, obviously that's not entirely true. But it's just uh, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it would be something that you know I'd be super excited mm -hmm. about being there. Yeah, very basic. Cool. Okay, so do you want to take a stab at drawing it, and then so remember just just quick flashes, uh, just like when we asked the question about color. Don't give yeah. it too long, or the imagination will kick in. Just what do I see? Shut your eyes, keep them open, whatever. Your hand might want to draw something on its own as well. If you find that easier, you can just let your hand move naturally on the page. It doesn't have to look like anything. I don't know. It doesn't look, look like anything. You know, well, we don't expect it to. It's fine. Just get, just get <laughs> like a shape and form and, you know, just like when we say what color it is, that's not going to describe the whole thing. You know, you can get form and shape yeah. and contour and space and stuff. And you're not describing the whole thing. They're just aspects. It's like, yeah, and it's, it feels like it's, it feels like it's like a section of something though. It doesn't feel like I have a bottom or a top. It just feels like something more centralized. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Do you want to see if um, you can 
quickly put some of those descriptive words onto the sketch that you've drawn? Yeah. Let's go. Uh, if you've got a word, you can, uh, you can okay. just ask yourself where it goes. You know, allow this to flow naturally. The intellect cannot do this, remember? So that's kind of, just don't sweat it. Yeah, it's kind of what I that's kind of what I did, but like I don't know if, if it was the brain trying to associate things like it it's already mm -hmm. familiar with because you know like we'll we'll try to put faces on things naturally and we'll try to associate things with where we think oh, yeah, it belongs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it can't be there you because know? I don't you know anything that's like that. And then and then you'll see it and be like, oh, I do right. know something so that's like that. I just didn't think of it. Right. I don't I don't know if it was like my brain just trying to automatically associate what it thinks mm -hmm. is reality or not. But uh, I did the thing Josh mm -hmm. asked me to do with the words. So Sweet. I guess here we go. Okay. Right. Oh, I can't read the words on that, but. Sweet. All right. Let's 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 do it. Are you ready? They're all backwards. Okay. Just yeah. a moment while I get up on the screen here. Here you go. Here's your feedback. So the feedback image is golden, ready yellow, rolling <laughs> sand dunes in a desert. Um, here and there, peppered throughout the dunes, there's some little things that look like rocks or bushes. <laughs> The sky is a bluey gray, very nice. Uh, in the far distance, yeah. there's a mountain range, which follows a similar kind of rolling, gentle pattern. It's not a tall mountain range. So mm -hmm. how was that experience? You said it. Oh, I loved it at the beginning, gravelly and dirt, dusty and stuff. You had a load of correct stuff there. Wow, yeah. There's so much mm -hmm. yellow this time. And I got the sky, the red, and the, the gray yeah. blue. How do you feel about where wow. you uh, put the words on the picture do those line up at all or um not i mean if i turn it upside down it works <laughs> well in that go. case you, you it heard it down. first here it's 100 so, percent accurate guys buy my book now uh <laughs> so like yeah like the way i the way i the way i drew it it doesn't it doesn't fit but if i turn it mm -hmm. upside down it's do you remember perfect. a few minutes ago i said at first your perspective might be in a weird place like upside down yeah. It oh, could be. yeah. I had this time when I was training yeah. when anything with a pointy top like that, like going into a peak, was coming out upside down, but only those shapes. And I had like a, an old windmill with a decorative top like that that came out upside down and a bonfire where the mm -hmm. flames were licking up in that shape. Also upside down. Everything else was the right way up. Just peaked things were upside down for like a week. It's It, it, it does weird stuff at first. And the more you practice this... You can kind of teach it. Josh, do you want to talk about um, the feedback process and training the subconscious to give you what you want without messing it up? Um, so one, one of the things that when people are training in this that they'll do for their feedback is they'll take that paper, like their, their session paper, and they'll kind of just go over the point-by-point -point data, like, was this at the target? Yes. No, it's at, like they'll, they'll make little notes on top of it with a red pen. And though I, I believe the prevailing theory is that you're supposed to like talk to your subconscious about it, like, yes, this was good data. I really liked how this went. Or no, personally, that I, I don't necessarily do that. Uh, it, it, it's kind of hard to explain what I do. It, it always turns into a giant rant. Uh, basically, mm -hmm. I like to assume that every single impression I got about the target was right, but. And there's a big but here before you go, oh, well, if you just assume they're all right. Uh, the I, I believe it's all about how they got 
communicated and translated on the paper. Like I might be getting a hundred percent good data, mm. but I might be writing it down in a way that doesn't make any sense or something like that. I view this as like a act of communication between the viewer and the tasker where the viewer is kind of like a middleman on the impressions. So, yeah, it's like they say, learning your own language. Like we're having these feelings and we've got to translate them into English that other people are going to understand. And we have to have to learn that inner language to do it. Right. Yeah, I find this, this is very similar to uh, tarot. Oh, have you yeah. guys ever read tarot before? <laughs> so I feel like this is very similar to that in like where you're not, it, it, when you use that mindset where you're not actually using the, the because it always comes with that little book, right? With the mm -hmm. definitions of the cards. But when you're going with your, when you reveal the cards and you're going with what you feel rather than what the actual definition would be. I feel sort of like that. Um, I kind of want to play a little like a, a skeptical thing. Not that I'm feeling skeptical about this, but just because I like to look from that oh, point absolutely. of view to find reason, right? Um, so what are the chances here where you have the first images that we saw, it was a geyser, right? So what are the chances here that my subconscious mind told me that because the first thing was a geyser and it was wet and it was water, that you had to show me the opposite on the next thing. And it was like a, a subconscious, like not... Um, like a, like I'm unaware mm -hmm. of it, but a logical process instead it had I mean, to be. I don't know what the, time. the odds are. The reason that I wouldn't do that is because you would inevitably go, if if I gave you a geyser and then a waterfall, you would go, no, the last one was blue and wet and moving, so this one can't be. You wouldn't have given me the same thing twice. You know, it's like a a double bind in a right. way. The way the you, the way you get over it is to do this a lot, right? I. Previous to being into all this stuff, I was a, a materialist, like the normal Western reductionist upbringing, right? And I wasn't, I'd never given any of this stuff any thought. And I tried it because I wanted it to not work so that I could feel smug about predicting that it wouldn't work because this is all made up. Hooey, right? This is just frou-frou. And it did work and it kind of blew my mind, but there was a big part of me that still believed that this was impossible. And I think I did about 50 of these things, including getting incredible data and, you know, naming things with really great specificity and saying it's a temple in the jungle and you get the feedback and it's a temple in the jungle, right? And it's how, how many things in the world are a temple in the jungle? What are the odds of that, right? And I, even though I was having those kinds of experiences, I still didn't, like, I hadn't updated my belief system. So I was doing something successfully which i simultaneously believed to be impossible for quite a while like it, it, it took a while for the process hmm. to crack through my ingrained belief system so um yes you can make loads of arguments like that or especially with a sample size of like two sessions or or you know people just try one session and go ah oh, that was chance mm -hmm. and you know that's fine because sometimes you don't need this in your life this is kind of disruptive um if this is real Right, that was for me. It was really disruptive for me. So, mm -hmm. the the mechanisms within the mind, like, will try to preserve your worldview, right? Because ego doesn't like change. Um, it wants to live forever and never get mm -hmm. old and be Peter Pan, right? It doesn't want the world to get rug pulled out from underneath you, and for you to have to admit that everything you believed was true is not true, and you have to question everything again, and you don't know what's going on. Like, it does not want that to happen. It's psychologically. A scary dangerous thing to happen so when you meet a big challenge to your worldview like remote viewing and the fact that it actually works it's 
you can overreact by kind of forcing yourself through it. If, it. if you're coming from a place like I was, well, that's difficult. Or sometimes people just like push it away and forget about it. I've heard people say, like I showed my friends this, they got amazing hits. The next day it's like they've completely forgot it ever happened. So something's kind of shut down in their head and they're like, nope, not going there, mm -hmm. which is fine. You know, you don't have to go here, but. Well, I found that when you're dealing with things like the, the esoteric and when you're looking at the psychic and stuff, it's not necessarily second guessing the process as being uh, invalid, but more like second guessing yourself as having not done yeah. it correctly and maybe have gotten lucky, right? So you have somebody like, like such as yourselves who are very experienced in this and I've experienced enough in the woo-woo that like people would tell me this is absolutely mm. impossible. Like if I sat here and told you I had direct communication with a higher being at some point, had a direct conversation in a mm. manner in a matter of speaking, a lot of people would tell you, like, no, that you're full yeah, of it, you're yeah. crazy, you deserve to be locked up. But in fact, mm -hmm. I have in the past, you know, uh had direct conversation with a higher uh, uh being that something that we would call the all that is. Um so it's not hard for me to to believe in stuff like this, but I do like to look inward to make sure that my pro my personal process in it is correct and that like kind of look at it skeptically and make sure I'm doing it. Yeah, right. and, uh, you know what I mean? Before we get too far away from it, just so that like we don't, we don't leave it on. Josh said, just believe everything you got is a hundred percent right. Uh, the <laughs> the the big caveat there is like. I approach it with the idea of like, well, all of the feelings I received were related to the target and try to figure out how they were. But if they don't match the actual target, physically just count it, count it as a miss. Like just own up that, okay, yep, this part's miss. This isn't accurate, et cetera. And then try to just, it, it's like a process of trying to get that feeling in your head where you're like, oh, I wrote this down this time. And previously, when I've wrote wrote this particular style of information down, the targets have been something along these lines and like things like that. So I, I guess like to try and paradoxically hold in your mind, like here's the information where this is the part of it that matches the target. And then look at it in retrospect of, what is accurate to the target, what isn't accurate to the target, and try to get to the point where you've figured out how to make your data match the target before you actually have the picture. Because afterwards, you're just trying to be like, well, yeah, I, I totally see how this matches. Like, at the, that everybody will laugh you off the block, skeptic-wise, if that yeah, makes yeah, sense. It's like over, overfitting your data, right. you want to avoid that. Because you, you get good at what you practice, right? So if you practice confirmation mm -hmm. bias and kidding yourself that oh well it's right because i said it was blue but blue reminds me of the ocean and the ocean has boats in and the last boat i went on was red and the target is red so i was right it's it's useless like what are you training yourself to do there right you, you definitely got to hold yourself to account for sure and yeah, that was pretty incredible i i'm very amused that i that it was uh upside down so <laughs> i wonder if I it was my picture oh, the, i said it might color... be upside down and boom upside down it's you're very suggestive. Well, <laughs> but like the colors, like where I wrote the colors on the on the uh, the little sketch, it was like when I turned it upside down, it was in perfect mm -hmm. position with the rest of the paper. Yeah, the, the colors and textures were bang. It was on. interesting. And the dusty, gravelly. I mean, gravel is just mm -hmm. big sand, right? I think we will give you that one. <laughs> right. I think I think the rough texture 
description came from like maybe seeing as like a large hand running over an entire like like a you know like a titanic hand yeah. running yeah. over the desert as a whole as, you know we were saying yeah. about learning your language there's a lot of words in that language which stand for things like a bulk solid you know so it could be uh lentils or grain or snow or sand or gravel or or anything um you might find yourself writing oh it's like gravel it's like i used to write it's like a big pile of ball bearings for some reason because that was the impression that i got and then i learned like oh this just means bulk solid it could be anything that's like this so as josh was saying about <laughs> trying to work out why you've written what you've written when it's not quite right you can actually you can go back into your session and you can we say probe it's a great word um just poke something with your pen and the intent is like take yourself back to when you had that experience and see now you've seen the picture now you've got the feedback go back to where you were recreate that mental state and see what was going on in your experience at that moment and and quite often you can have an aha moment be like oh that's what that means and then you're kind of building up that experience of the matching the your inner perception and experience to the correct english vocabulary to describe it so that it's going to be useful and intelligible to other people hmm. okay yeah. oh man <laughs> this, this is, is cool. great <laughs> All right. Do you have any questions? Yeah. I, I got some more targets. If you if you want to up the ante, oh yeah, yeah. Go if on. we want to, let, let, let's see if I can. Uh, let's see if I can do something without. Maybe if I get stuck, throw a little okay, guidance sure. my way. Like, let's see if we can. Right. Let's see what Great. we can do here. So, start with the sensory stuff. But remember, don't censor anything. If you find yourself second guessing or analyzing just forget about it just get it be like a big pipe everything's straight down onto the page if you don't write something down or you don't draw a little image that you saw because you're like ah it's nothing i don't know what it i'm not going to draw that and then you'll get the feedback and be like oh no you know put everything down doesn't matter if it's wrong okay let me know when you're so, ready okay. and I'll, um, I'll give you the next oh so before, before go we go all the way out there we probably should have said this earlier we, we've talked about how you can play along at home if you are playing along at home just pause and then do your session then hit play yeah yeah definitely so, so that, that way you're not out. just listening to what cj you is saying should... and going oh yeah, well, yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. you got you guys should leave in the comments if it was a. Uh... If you got it or not, or like what your experiences were, so we oh, can yeah, all go back sure. and see that. Sweet. Okay. Uh, are you ready for the number? And remember, those playing along at home, pause it yeah, once yeah, they yeah. read the number out, do your thing, and then come back and see what CJ got and get your feedback. Okay. So the next target is 7918 I read again right I away. I feel like we should have some elevator music while he does this. <laughs> Blue this time too. Uh and white. Well, that's the American coming out of me. Um uh let's see. Flowing. Flowing. I feel like flowing is a good word for this. And peaceful. I feel like it's flowing and peaceful. Um I'm getting green now. I don't know. Okay. I wasn't exploring colors anymore, but we okay, we're gonna go back with green. Um taste is like there's something with taste, like pleasant, but not, it's not like, not like a food taste. It's more like, like a, like a breathing taste, right? Um, it's kind of dark. There, there's places of dark, but it's not like scary dark. It's just what it is. It's just dark. And then there's some light. 
Um, so if you were stood there right now at the target, how would you react? I'd want to go into it. I feel like, I feel like I'd want to go in. Um, it feels like a place I'd be familiar with or, or a type of setting I'd be familiar with, very comfortable. Um, uh, I feel like there's liquid involved, uh, but also solids and hmm, texture wise. What, what would the texture be? Remember you put your hand out, move it around the target. Yeah. Oh, okay. like you right. can explore it. Imagine you've got a blindfold on and I give you an object and you know, you've got to explore around it, find out about it. Remember, don't name it. Just describe um, it. There's like, there's like a grittiness, but then down lower, there's like a softness, maybe wet down low as well. Do you want to have a go at a sketch? So you can okay. see if you can see something visually, or you can fill out the shape with your hand on the page. Remember, you're not going to be able to recognize what it is, just forms and shapes, right? Yeah, no, it was like, uh, again, I'm having like a really hard time with like tops and bottoms. I feel like I'm missing tops and bottoms. Well, just try and sketch down what you can, what okay. you can get. Maybe the tops and bottoms aren't so interesting. Maybe we should look at the middle. Right. Yeah, that's all I, I feel like, I feel like the middle is you all I'm can, getting. Uh, you can do what's called a movement where you sort of prompt your subconscious by saying, move to the most interesting angle and describe it's, or move to the left mm -hmm. of the thing, things like that. And then try to see if your perspective changes, what kind of data you get out of that, if you'd like. Gotcha. Um, I think, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Absolutely. I got here. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look. It's really hard yeah, to see. That's on okay. Yeah, we got an idea. Okay. I wonder. I wonder. Hold on. Let me get a cell phone. Maybe uh, I got a little flashlight. I can put oh. on a little fill light. <laughs> ah, there we go. No, well, that's not really helping. Not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. We tried. All, All right. right. Are you ready for your feedback? Yeah. Uh, all right. So I said I was up in the ante. So this target is more complex than the ones you've had so far. You ready? Here we go. Mm -hmm. So the target is a jet engine under test. So it's like a naked jet engine sat on a bench and it's kind of screwed down so it doesn't go flying away. And there's a big yellow and gray and well, the... blue flame coming out of the back going down a tunnel. Yeah, I see that. Well, I mean, am I in the... It's like the back end of the flame is like reddish and then there's the edges are white mm -hmm. with like a blue hint. Yeah, no, I completely none of it. Well, at the base level, it's, 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 well, it's, it's weird. I see two straight lines at the bottom so and hold on, it looks look. like heat wafting mm -hmm. off. Yeah, all of those hoops. So like if you look at the if you look at the picture here that I drew, uh -huh. I kind of have the yeah. hoops on there. If you turn like it the right tube. way up again, if you look on like, the on the right hand end, your your line has a it loops over like the the circle of the intake. And then you got that. So you've got yeah. the kind of curving and then the vertical bits in the floor. You said a liquid is involved and the floor is wet, yeah. both which are correct. I wouldn't describe it as peaceful. I'm interested in your reaction, though. You said this is an environment I'd be comfortable in and you'd kind of, I don't know, want to go into it. I was a bit alarmed. I'm like, don't go in there, man. <laughs> well, so when I was a kid, I had an, uh, an obsession with model oh, rockets. Cool. And I had probably a dozen of them 
and we would buy like you know you go to the hobby yeah, store and yeah. you get the engines and you have the launch platform so this would have been a very large scale of something that i'm familiar with i i loved my oh, rockets awesome. i was wondering if you were gonna say like oh i used to be an engineer and work in um you know jet engines or something like that because you sounded really comfortable with it no i mean this one is really up in the complexity no, just... so don't don't feel bad i think you got quite a few individual data points correct there but there's so much going on here. Mm -hmm. Like the previous one was just like, it's wavy, it's natural, it's yeah. grainy, it's orange, done. Right. And this one, there's so mm -hmm. much stuff. I think, I think when it came to the, I think when it came to the colors, I think that's why I hit, like I had like the focus on the flame is because that was always my favorite part of model <laughs> rockets is watching yeah. the engines light up yeah, and take yeah. off. Well, that's the thing with remote viewers as well. Like the, the, ooh, shiny. Um, and viewers can even get distracted off their target to something which is near the target, which is just more interesting. Um, it's pretty common starting out that you'll just gravitate to what you personally think is more cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah, I definitely could have done a lot mm -hmm. better with this one, but for level of complication, yeah, but, I feel I like mean, there's so much in here. Good... The red and green are not primary colors, but they're right at the front, just under the air intake. There's a red thing in the and background. Then, oh. There's a red thing by the exhaust. The frame that it sat on is all painted green, and there's no top or bottom in the photo. Yeah, I really think, I really think the colors. Well, yeah, the frame is green. Look at that. Yeah, I really think the colors. I think I was really focused on the frame. I mean, the flame, and then like when I said like the. There's darkness, mm -hmm. but then there's light. You know, I think I think we were still we were focused on that flame. Yeah. We were seeing the tunnel the, and the uh, flame the word, there. Like the word of the in the subconscious language of feeling and stuff might be high contrast. <laughs> That's a really clear impression. High contrast, right? So if you if you, yeah. if you keep doing this, yeah. like and just then, watch uh, out for that feeling again, and you'll know next time it's high contrast. Yeah. So you, are you ready for this one? <laughs> to throw you for a loop too. Um, when I said there was like a pleasant yeah. taste in the air. Like like not not a food but like mm -hmm. a smell and a taste. Gasoline is one burning. Uh, like gasoline and burning gasoline are one of my absolute. I was gonna, I was going to ask you whether because I know a lot of people like it. You know, interestingly, I I gave this to a yeah. bunch of people um, who were doing these same targets as you, as you. These were just like easy ones that I picked for a, a like gentle introduction to remote viewing. And um, when we got to this one, because the complexity is so yeah. much higher, like people people had some good data, but there's. There's a lot going on in here, right? For for a couple of minutes, like you just did, it would be really hard to do this justice. And mm -hmm. a couple of people described it on, on the photo just beneath the air intake of the engine. There's what I assume is a fuel hose, and it's like an orange hose with black stripes on. And it's quite a distinctive, weird-looking thing. And a few people were like, oh, it's a snake, <laughs> you know, and, and zoomed in on that just because it's kind of graphically <laughs> quite high contrast and interesting, and it's right in the foreground of the image. And I uh, got stuck on the weird, the weird man-made robot snake and uh, forgot about the flame at the back. So, yeah, people can get drawn. Also, if you yeah. find something scary, you might avoid it. Like when we're doing associative remote viewing, which is where you have two images and, like, the viewer describes whichever image is associated with the outcome of a future event. So if you've got a sports game, you might have like a dolphin and a racing car. And if team A wins, the viewer will describe the dolphin. And if team B wins, they describe, you know, and then they give you their work and you work, you work out what it is, right? We, we don't use pictures of spiders and sharks and I don't know, serial killers or whatever, because there's going to be this like subconscious aversion and the person's going, I don't want to look at that. I want to look at the cute dolphin. Let's go there. Right. So you've got to be kind of mindful of 
just your own personal way you relate to the stuff in your targets. Yeah, I think that's what uh, what's really going like. Like it was so personally close to me. Obviously, I've never been around something like of that size, but it was so personally close to me that I was getting more emotion mm -hmm. and personal feeling about it than I was of seeing the actual yeah, yeah. object. Did you write all that down though? You got to write it all down. What no. everything I just said? No, Jesus, no. I mean, it's in your session, now. like when you, your no. personal, yeah, it's way too late. You're not allowed to write anything <laughs> after you got your oh. feedback. That's cheating. Other than you know to review it. Oh no no like I I so at the time at the time I wasn't I wasn't uh, comprehending that I was experiencing a more mm. personal uh, association. But I, I'm going to chalk that up to being yeah. unpracticed. But, I mean, that's yeah. still stuff that you right. should write down, right? Your personal reaction. You need to get it out on the paper. There's this there's this idea about getting stuff on the page, which has a little bit in common with the like psychotherapeutic paradigm of you know getting it all out there that if you if you repress something if you leave it unsaid it will kind of sit in that pipeline and all the data that comes past will get colored by that or filtered by it you know if you have an idea like oh it's a dinosaur right and then then you get that it's man-made coming past you'll be like no it can't be man-made because it's a dinosaur and then you'll start censoring stuff and then you'll find out it's the animatronic dinosaur in a museum somewhere and you'll screw your target up because you you didn't just express it all and allow it to flow out onto the page like that so yeah don't for anybody listening it's super important don't judge just write everything down draw everything and then when you get your feedback that's the time to pick through it and judge man this this one was wild it's like I'm looking at what I drew, and it's so interesting. Like I have like the bottom frame drawn, and then like you said, like if you look at all the lines, they're mm -hmm. all curved, and I have the exact number yeah. uh -huh. of supports going all the way back. Yeah, because I mean the drawing. I bet you looked at it and went, "This looks like crap. This isn't anything." And then when you see the photo, it's like, I, "Do you want me to put it up on yeah. the screen again?" Sorry. Um, oh, is it? It's Probably still there. Cool. I can't say it as, as a picture yeah. on my screen. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no. When I when I was looking at the drawing, I was like, I, I had no, I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. Like we missed the two, but we got the supports in the frame on the bottom. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Okay. I mean, do you want to do another one? We're we're hitting the hour. Well, yeah, we're so. at the hour mark. Um, yeah. Um. No, that's that's fine. I feel like we did. A, I mean, this is definitely enough that like I'm interested enough to go and uh, go check out um those those other sessions and then uh josh put me on to this other server as well that's all about remote viewing i think you guys are yeah. in there as well uh in the discord community and stuff so this is i mean, do you think this you is very cool I, I really appreciate you guys a little bit yeah i, I really appreciate you guys having me on for this like that was cool. also, do you I wanna... mean, can you oh sorry go ahead josh uh, I, I was gonna say is there anything you want to promote or like i know we've talked about your podcast but What's what's new and up and coming in the world of CJ that our viewers might want to tune in on? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Mystery Stone is what it is. We upload when we upload. Sometimes it takes us a couple months. Sometimes there's other things. Uh, Philosopha Talk is weekly. And uh, coming up, hopefully, in the second quarter of 2024, we have an audio drama called Van Worst that's going to be premiering. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. And infinite rabbit hole, definitely check out infinite rabbit hole. It's way better than anything <laughs> I put out. <laughs> that's an awesome program. 
Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us, CJ. This has been awesome. Um, I'm really glad you have fun and had some targets. Uh, do you have any closing remarks? What do you, I mean, what would you want to say to the world about what it's like trying remote viewing for the first time? Because Josh and I, we, we've got our heads pretty far in this stuff and we've been doing it for years and you kind of forget what that initial moment of discovery is like. Yeah, no, it's it's really surreal because it doesn't feel like anything while you're doing it, and then and then you get that realization, and then you, you definitely get a big dopamine hit, like you get that validation. <laughs> um, uh, no, I would definitely recommend anybody who's like interested in anything psychic or in the esoteric or anything to definitely give give this try. I could see this being a very handy tool in a lot of esoteric practices as well. Um, especially when it comes to like trying to communicate with higher beings and whatnot, I, this, I could see this being very, very useful. And then like Josh had said, uh, on Philosophical with me that it's possible, like it's a dive into the subconscious as well. I, I can see a lot of potential behind this. Yeah. I think in my experience, that's absolutely true. These skills are transferable as well as being fun. I mean, they're only transferable mm -hmm. to other weird practices, you know, but. I mean, we, we use this stuff to find parking spots and stuff day to day because, you know, we're doing this within the, the protocol blind now, right? And that's, that's the, that's the only way to train. But if you, it's like, it's like lifting weights or something, right? You build that muscle up to a point where it just becomes really easy and automatic. Yeah. And then for stuff where you're not emotionally engaged with it, where you haven't, you know, got much skin in the game, it makes it really easy to just get little bits of information. Should I go left or right? You know? Use it to choose um, Christmas gifts. Yeah, yeah, go um, right. There's, <laughs> yeah, this is the, the this initial phase. I, I like to jokingly call it the guess the picture phase, where like you you start out by building up your sensations on like just being able to get those kind of things that align with the target area. Here's how it looks. Here's how it feels. Eventually. If you start branching out in this, it might go into things like now you're exploring historical events. Maybe you're trying to find a missing person. Maybe someone is trying to figure out a better way to build a boomerang. And like, there's, there's so many interesting applications to the remote viewing process. That I, I really wish I could get the word out there more and like bridge the esoteric and remote viewing community because it's there's not a lot of interconnect, man. You'd, you'd really think there would be. <laughs> yeah, no, this was fantastic. I 100% agree with you. Awesome. Well, I guess we'll we'll close it out. Thank you so much, CJ, for being brave enough to come and do this on the air. But it could have gone horribly <laughs> wrong, and it didn't. Uh, <laughs> no, thank, thank you for the invite. Oh, this awesome. is great. Sweet. Uh, you have any closing remarks, Josh? Or should we wrap it up? Uh, not, nothing comes to mind. Uh, keep it weird. Do some weird yeah, stuff. for sure. Is that going to be our tagline now? Yeah. Do some weird stuff. Yeah, go do Sweet. some yeah. weird stuff. Do some weird stuff. If it's Absolutely. illegal, don't tell us about it. But if it is legal, yeah, go for it. Leave it in the comments. <laughs> if it's illegal, yeah. Yeah. slide yeah. in the DMs. Away, um, it's not our problem. <laughs> uh, right, well, well, we'll see you all next time. I think our next show is going to be about the, the UAP phenomenon and how it intersects with remote viewing and psi and consciousness and maybe Bigfoot too so yeah keep it weird good night everyone bye take care